0: Tax the rich, feed the poor, tell her-
1: So, kicking off another little version of our two-hour get-together, the old Radio Ranch is what we call it, just like sitting around out back around the campfire, you know, and that corral that's close up to the ranch house there. Roger Sales, you're a fire builder, and uh, you're along for the ride. It's the 24th of September. The People's Patriot Network, our fledgling little platform, and just as the show started, uh, Shane called in to check-in on his daily check-in. And so that's why you heard the irritating Skype tones and the over the beautiful chords of Alvin Lee and 10 years after. Shane, how you doing? (laughs) Welcome, buddy. Shane. Well, I don't know. Can you hear me? I hear you now, I think. I hear you. I heard you when you called in. All right. Okay. Okay. I'm here for my lesson of the day. I don't know what lesson. Maybe we'll carry away you some are lessons t- today. T- t- Do what? Student, and you are the teacher. Well, I try and be. You know, you can't sit yeah. here and just uh, hammer on the same old stuff every day. So it, it's. Uh, uh, I was thinking about that right before the program started, actually, because it's um, – yeah, For me, it's a little bit of a challenge. Uh, so what you tend to do is drift uh, to current events and things that are happening and try and take those bits and pieces out of those events and tie them back to the primary lesson, I think, is what I've tried to do. Um, it's uh, all new to me. I just keep walking down the path, and every day I think, well, maybe today is the day that we're going to – Get somebody new in there with big questions. And, you know, it's like a couple of weeks ago, I think his name was Gary uh, that called in one day. And uh, for, he was a real newbie. Okay. I hope he's listening today. He was down there mm-hmm. in the Florida panhandle somewhere. And, um, but he'd been a pretty traditionalist all his life, locked up into the system. And all of a sudden, I guess he'd just woken up. Boy, to all of this stuff, can you imagine now most of us that are around here that tune in and gather into this and partake at whatever percentage of partaking or involvement you have? uh we've had many years to edge into this and acclimate our minds to the shocks and and go through all those things. But boy, people that are just now starting to wake up and they get all of this at one time. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord of mercy. It's hard enough to digest it when it's one little old bite at a time. Uh, but I feel yeah. sorry for these people that are getting the drink of the proverbial drink of water out of the fire hydrant these days. There's a lot going on. Shane, did you have anything particular on your plate? I'm I'm real keyed into some of the financial things that are going on uh and uh, they're desperately trying well, to, yeah. they're trying to start a war so bad they can't hardly stand it and i guess the latest is that the typical european puppets have come forward and said that the definitely the, the saudi oil field attack came from iran it's just definite so uh they're they're uh, uh, on the hot <laughs> seat they're on the hot seat right now big time man i mean when you really You see this, we talked about it yesterday, this repo action that's going on. We'll probably talk more about it. What was that? I got Mm -hmm. a poor connection. It's telling me Mm -hmm. I've got a poor connection. Yeah. So can you hear me all right? Same here. Am I garbled or what?
0: Yeah, a little choppy. I hope I'm choppy and
1: so it's it's likewise. I'm sure it's on my end. Uh, I'll give you an example as to why. It's just, you know, last week it was all the technical stuff. Now this week we start having Internet problems. It's just one damn, pardon my French, it's one damn thing after another, okay? Uh, And Mm -hmm. so, anyway, the frustrations of doing this, I guess we just plod on through. Uh, Here comes Bob's going to check in with us here. That's a good call early in a Tuesday. Hi, Bob. Uh, uh, here he is you heard the magic little chimes and we've got ding-dongs we don't get ding-dongs except on the first caller but after that you get chimes and i swear to you i do not know how to mm-hmm. turn them damn things off you can't adjust them with the volume uh there's some magic button that you press somewhere that does away with them but maybe i'll get with paul see if he's figured it out hey bob what's going on man
2: Well, I guess I'd rather be a chime than a ding-dong. Not sure.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back. Well, hey, thanks, man. <laughs> it's good to be back. I, you know, uh, get back in the swing. I had my sabbatical. You hear the chime? Uh, that lovely chime was missed, Mr. Cave. That did was, you have a show yesterday? I was tied up and missed it. I did. Yes. And, you know, and that's what I was going to get to about this poor uh, uh, connectivity message I'm getting. Uh, I tried to upload the show la- y- from yesterday to Cashbox. It it was still up mm-hmm. trying to finish uploading when I went to bed last night, okay? And so I got up this morning and it started sure. <laughs> I mean, it's just one thing or another, man. Uh, but, yeah, I guess I'm back. It was just a little sabbatical, Bob, just a little sabbatical.
3: Yeah, well, I listened to the Brent show last Friday, and, of course, it was Brent without you for a while for me on the guest box. And I missed it that in was, real time and then yesterday I was tied up and I missed it in real time and I went on and I didn't even know if you'd have the show. I it, assume you did. It was a good show. But I went yesterday. on box last night and it wasn't there and I thinking, well, gee, I don't know, maybe they didn't even have a show.
1: <laughs> I tell you, man, it just you know, oh. last week was anyway. the tech last week was the technological fiasco and we did get it straight about thirty minutes into that show yeah. and you could hear all of us and then this week it's the poor it's the poor internet upload week. It's not, the problem is on my end because my yeah. upload speed is 100% limited. And the very highest that I've been able to get is 0.59, 0.59, not even one up. So that's uh, that's why we get the choppiness and stuff, I'm virtually sure. and I don't know. I'm kind of noodling. There may be one other one other way I've got to try and alleviate it and get a little more uh-huh. upload speed. We'll see. It's just like everything. Well, here's the
3: funny part, Roger. Yes, yes. Here's the funny part. When you and Shane were talking about it being choppy and I was listening online on my mobile through the – uh, window on this on your on your site, I didn't mm. get any choppiness, huh none you were you were discussing it, and it wasn't good, so I was going to call in and say, no, you weren't, but when I called in now you're choppy, okay, so it's so, through
1: the phone and not yeah. there must be some kind of electronic uh, uh, correction in the equipment that that levels all that out, you know levelers and stuff
3: apparently, yeah, oh, I just well, thought good. it was interesting that i I was going to call in and say it wasn't choppy, but when I called in, it was,
1: so. yeah, well good anyway. that, well, that's good feedback, see, without that kind of information by the I don't way, know those kind of things yeah when I
3: heard you when I heard you it it took me a moment to get everything synced up, my phone and my pickup and my you know my bluetooth and all I gotta oh gosh it's, it doesn't even seem to be consistent, i gotta hit one and then it stops the other and then finally after about the third time it balances out and it actually plays over the over the pickup speakers. And uh so at any rate, as soon as I heard your voice, there there was a nineteen seventy six song by John Sebastian that popped into my head. And
1: and is that ding any bells? Well the that uh, and I can't it was the theme can't. to
3: a very famous it, it was the theme to a very famous uh a very famous uh Sitcom that I never watched, so I never associated the song with it because I heard it on the radio, but I never saw the sitcom. We got three channels, and it wasn't one of them. But it was Welcome Back.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I never watched <laughs> Welcome any, Back Cotter. You know, I never watched any of that junk anyway. What 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 was it? What was the name of the song? Happy Days, or What a Day for a Daydream, well, or
3: Welcome Back?
1: Oh, Welcome Back. Well, Welcome ba- Back oh, Cotter. Yeah, I yep. remember that. Yep. Yep. Carter. yeah.
3: Yeah, that's the the theme from the show. But like I say, I never watched the show because we didn't get that channel. And you know, back in the day when you actually got three channels and thought you were doing something, now you get three hundred and there's still nothing on.
1: I hated to watch all those sitcoms because I can't stand laugh tracks. And it it's all that Jewish shtick <laughs> comedy, and some of it's funny. Okay, yeah, and I mean, I enjoy yeah. I enjoy comedy probably more than the next guy. Okay. Uh, but uh, I don't like to be have it force-fed down me, especially when you no can goodness. start seeing yep. a political agenda like it used to be in All in the Family with Archie Bunker and Meathead and all that. And they they understand very well that rat poison is 95% fi- food and 5% poison.
3: Just a little at a time. Just a little at a time.
1: So... Uh, well, anything else on your mind, Bob? All right. I guess not. Bob, uh, well, yeah.
0: Bob, yeah, Bob.
1: Hey, he'll be back.
0: I uh, am here. i said, I'm any any... hearing
1: y'all, but oh, I'm here. Yeah, it was probably on my end. I said, anything else on your mind uh, since uh, the lag here over the last 10 days or so? Oh
3: not really just going to call in and listen. And if it keeps like this, I may sign off and listen on the uh, window because it actually sounds better there. But Yeah. No, just more of the same, you know. The, okay. <laughs> it's, it, Brent, it's, Brent has that saying that I really get a chuckle out of. Every time he says that I get a chuckle out of it, he's trying to unscrew the inscrutable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, that's what I'm doing. I'm studying the news and you know checking e- out things that are happening and trying to unscrew the inscrutable.
1: It's a weird state of mind, <laughs> is not it? You kind of just got to anyway. step back. It's like, you know, all all used to you be everybody's trading emails and all this information. Well, it's like the email traffic has almost dropped to zilch. And you kind of you're overwhelmed. You know, everybody seems to know that quote everybody knows. Everybody knows something's coming. Uh, You're seeing it from every angle. This is a depression, a recession. Even the banking uh, services are putting it out on the client's list. All of these things, this uh, repo (laughs) action by the Federal Reserve. And you're kind of overwhelmed, and uh, you you just kind of sit back a little bit and and, and take a deep breath, really. Uh, I think that's what we're doing collectively and probably the world to some extent. Uh, So there's uh, uh, just interesting things afoot. And we'll let the conversation go wherever it shall, as we usually do today. I'd like to get it towards the financial a little bit because there's some really, really big things happening there. And uh, uh, no doubt we'll cover that again. a little bit. We talked about it a bit yesterday, Bob, but it's worth going into. There's a little more meat to chew on from yesterday to today. So let me check with Chris and see what's going on in Clark County. Are they after you today, Chris?
3: Well, uh, not so far today. I'm trying to dig myself out of a monstrous pile of paperwork from this, uh, going back since 2012 or before, uh, assault on myself uh, when they started surveilling me without a warrant uh, under a ruse to confuse by a highly conflicted, vindictive, biased, imposter FBI agent working on the Joint Terrorism Task Force, which is the Sovietized version of American. uh, They call it the Homeland Security, uh, which is really the Fatherland Security. That's the uh, Stasi, the secret police, the KGB. Um, This country is really in a heap of trouble.
1: Man, I think that's the understatement of the day. Um, Now, Chris, Mm -hmm. you said something, the imposter FBI agent. Yeah,
3: well, it's a felony crime to impersonate a federal officer, but apparently they've given themselves the privileges, the private permission, if it will, to be immune from uh, being charged with this stuff under the uh, uh, supposedly being above the law, which makes them outlaws. And whenever a guy puts his name out there with a card that says he's an FBI agent when he's really an undercover Metro detective impostering as fbi FBI agent because it was a Sovietized Bolshevik uh, joint terrorism task force here in America, which is in violation of the Pinkerton Act. It's creating a um, global in fact Benson's part of this deal, these global crimes enforcement networks. Do you have- so called joint terrorism task is really, really insidious uh invasion of the people's rights and uh expansive global police state
1: well from their point of view the people don't have any rights they're pieces of property and they put these systems and organizations in in place and operating to take over and control their property so you see all it is is just a, a point of view shift I mean, well, do you get that? I mean, do you get that really? It's perspective. Their perspective from the way it's set up is totally different from what you just pontificated. Wow. So Chris?
3: Well somebody think we're seriously over the target because there's a little clipping now all of no, a sudden. No no, surprise,
1: no, surprise. No, 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 it's it's the internet. It's my internet upload speed. I'm I'm absolutely positive that's the culprit or else I wouldn't have had such a hard time uploading yesterday's program where it took eight hours and it still wasn't uploaded yet. Mm. So uh anyway, we'll get through it, you know, just another day in the valley. So There that, is That's some, just
3: next to no upload speed, isn't it?
1: Yeah, point. I, I mean, Chris, I'm not kidding you. I, there, there's a, a think a, v, a VU meter you can click in that shows net speed and the high. I've got 10 megs hitting the house, download, but the upload speed is the problem. And the highest I've been able to get is 0.59. It's usually at 0.5 or below, and that's probably where it is today. So anyway, we got to bear with it or. I'll just say, uh, fortunately for us, we hear it, but like what Bob informed us, it gets corrected over the stream mm-hmm. somehow and equalized, and it goes out all right minus the clipping for the most part, I would think. So, anyway, we'll just keep putting one foot in front of the other. This is a question I wanted to ask you, Chris. You said he had he was a metro detective, with a card that stated he was an FBI agent. Do you have a copy of one of those cards?
3: Oh, yes. I have preserved. I have it in evidence in several cases. And there's a U.S. code. I don't have it right here in front of me, but I think I can look for it while we're having this conversation. What do they they
1: say? Have, Have you been able to bring that up in court, or you just got it in your paperwork?
3: Oh, I have it in several court records. Of course, they like to suppress that stuff and put it under seal every chance they get
1: to hide the crimes that they're committing against me. Well, I have no doubt about that. But I was just, the question, have you been able to address that verbally in an open court, or is it just, and you said it's in the court record, is it in your paperwork, or did you get to confront them with it?
3: Or, uh, I have it right here, and I put it in there. It's called False Personation, Title 18, U.S.C., Section 912. An officer or employee of the United States, whoever falsely assumes or pretends to be an officer or employee acting under authority of the United States or any department or agency or officer thereof, and acts such shall be fined
1: under this title or imprisoned not more than three years or both. All right. Okay, that's all well and good. Did is I'm trying to have you got them pinned against the wall on this? Have they admitted from the FBI that he was not employed by them?
3: Well, remember, under this uh, Soviet ties joint terrorism task force, they assimilate not only local so-called police and uh, agencies. But NGOs, this is where the Fusion Center, the Terror Screening Center, the Terror Screening uh, Database, the TSB uh, DB, uh, this is where all this stuff comes from. It's the global Sovietization of all so-called law enforcers, which are really private-for-private profits corporate mercenaries masquerading as public servants because they're serving the corporate interests of the global bankster gangsters and the uh, Bolshevik communists that want to take over the world and not the people.
1: Well, I think the lesson for us to take away as a community, I guess that's what we are, a community here, is that this is not a position you want to let yourself get in. Okay. And I I really have maintained since the start if you would have known this information years ago, Chris, and had that document on file, I believe that you would have avoided a lot of this cuz they would never have wanted that to come up in all the shenanigans they've pulled against you. Um and again, that just reinforces well, I, the importance of of what we do primarily teach. When we can, you know, get around to teaching it, is that there you got a choice here, and you can change your status and avoid all of these entrapments and entanglements. I believe, but history's proved me. Well, right. I don't
3: dispute that, Roger. however, I do observe that they make it particularly nearly impossible to find out the right place to put this stuff in. We know it's the Secretary of State, but then we find out that he's got a secret bureau uh, hidden behind the veil of the Secretary of State that handles these special diplomatic, ambassadorial, and consulary uh, passports. And they do all this sort of stuff for both foreign and American dignitaries and so-called... State
1: agents well we, we we didn't know that, but I don't know that it makes any big difference uh, uh, The fact that they have little things in all these shadows doesn't surprise me at all, well, that's, didn't all that, that's where that's where you finally jettisoned them to get your passport rough rough yes,
3: yeah, the Bureau of consular Affairs. Yeah. That, uh, that was what took, that's why it took me over uh, almost a year to get my passport from January the 30th of 2019 up until about a month and a half ago. Whenever I finally got it to the right place, I got my passport within three days. That must mean that they don't like those things out there. Well, and it, maybe they just gave me special treatment.
1: Well, it, it it may be. You you'd uh it wouldn't yes, let me it was about six <laughs> six or seven months. Well he Chris is special and any time these things come up yeah. as they're related to Chris, it means you can't take it and generally apply it because Chris's situation is somewhat unique. Okay. And um but I mean hey, they hid the US- unique Uh, they hid the U.S. National behind the American Samoans. uh, You know, they took and hid that whole operation through exactly the agency that you'd go first to look to, the Department of the Interior. So the Department of the Interior... Which, of course, immediately your connotation is the domestic United States handles American Samoa halfway around the world where they hid the old status behind another one. I mean, these guys are slick, man. Well, that's pretty strict. Uh, color in the
3: Department of the Interior handling exterior country affairs seems at least oxymoronic or well, polar I'm, I'm, opposite to what common sense would tell you.
1: It, it shows you exactly how they think. It's all dialectic. A U.S. national is the dialectic of a state citizen so when they put that term on it it's the dialectic of what it was and then they take it over I mean through all these levels then they hide it over under the Department of the Interior and the Department of the Interior of course the dialectic is all the way halfway around the world in the southern Pacific American Samoa which has been separated out and set up to do this operation so they can hide the old state citizen now a national over behind the, uh, the the American Samoan status halfway around the world through the Department of the Interior. Well, hell, it makes perfect sense.
3: Well, and of course, labeling it a non-citizen U.S. national may actually have some uh-huh. serious forbearance on the concept because I still maintain that citizen is uh-huh. a disabled. Uh-huh. Well, status. no,
1: you, uh, you, you, sure haven't got, you, you don't have it yet. We're not non-citizen nationals. We're U.S. nationals. The non-citizen nationals are the American Samoans. They can't be citizens, so they have to be non-citizens. That's why well, that, that, I my that document you sent me, man, just says it all. All U.S. citizens are U.S. nationals. But these others over here, these U.S. nationals, but, can't be U.S. citizens. And to the point that when right. they receive a passport through American Samoa, it is stamped. This person is not a citizen of the United States. I'm going
3: to have to get me one of those certificates of non-citizen status no they say that you
1: don't do that anymore that's what that document says it says we used to hand out a thing but because the paper and the cost of the printing is so expensive we can't do it anymore so now just apply for a passport that's what it says (laughs) yes that's the (laughs) claim So and besides it's not the passport we get uh, we concentrate on that too much it's the document in the hands of the secretary that's what matters that's where the rubber meets the road here that's the that's the pliers yes, that pull out the fangs Yes sir remember what that hey, keeps so coming to Chris. my mind what that that a uh, retired Department of State guy that comes to our lunches occasionally said, because I brought up the seventh floor to him one day, and he said, you know what we say about the people on the seventh floor, don't you? And I said, no. And he said, there's no vegetarians up there. <laughs> I thought that was so funny, man. <laughs> yeah, they're all meat eaters. or are vegetarians. Or well, maybe peanut there. Well, and I'll tell you the other <laughs> interesting thing that I've noticed is this seventh floor applies to FBI for sure and a couple of these other clandestine agencies up there. The All the hierarchies on the seventh floor, always.
3: I would also note that at the World Trade Center, it was Building 7 that wasn't hit by a plane, but. Burn to the ground and the unburnable
1: I forgot i I never I had not put that together, Chris, and you're absolutely correct
3: Fine squirrel finds a nut every now and then. well,
1: I was going to get into a little bit today here, gosh, we're about thirty minutes into the show. I should tell anybody that. We got any listeners out there. We got some loyal loyal listeners that don't miss us and the others on cast box. Let me see if my cast box upload is DNS <laughs> you
3: know, <laughs> yeah, and I,
1: and I started I started this one two and a half about two and a half on on this new upload of yesterday's show. I started about two and a half hours ago. It isn't finished yet. It's getting close, but it's not there yet. What a pain in the butt. Um, uh, Where where I was going to go with the uh, show opening up was right before the show this morning, I got a chance to watch one of the latest Max Kaiser episodes that's having to do with what's happened over the last, it's about a month or more in total, I think, maybe a little bit more, that this J. P. Morgan manipulation fraud has started to come unraveled, and I'd li- uh, there there's some of the details that are worth mentioning, but over oh, the overall thing that keeps hitting me is the change of attitude. In the Department of Justice to go after this manipulation now. With the information they've got been sitting out there for years, 10 years almost, publicly. Okay? And now all of a sudden the DOJ has decided to start persecuting and prosecuting it, and the implications are pretty severe yeah it's interesting the timing you know it's like the other the other one recently that comes to mind that we discussed why all of a sudden did they pop jeffrey epstein he'd been running around for 10 years why all of a sudden did they get him coming into some airport one night here back in july why all of a sudden, is the DOJ shifted totally after this posture that's been taken for so many years and started to go after J.P. Morgan and not only go after him, but the style in which they're going after him with a RICO-type action. Well, in
3: politics, if anything happens, you can be sure it was made to happen. Nothing is by chance.
1: Well, I'm sure this isn't by chance. It couldn't have nice been by said. chance. This is, this is deliberately changing a policy nice and a direction. Uh, hey, Robert Hudson, how you doing, bro? Good
4: morning, Robert. Uh, good morning, and Roger just want to start by saying congratulations on another excellent metaphor.
1: Okay. You're, thank you. Which one was it? <laughs> awesome. <laughs>
4: Yeah, you drop so many, right? Yeah. Well, the, uh, the one that that uh, made my twitch was uh, the pliers that pulled the fangs.
1: Oh, like yeah. It. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's pretty good, isn't it? Did you did, did you get a chance to listen to yesterday's show when we closed it out? I had a pretty good one yesterday. Even I appreciated it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
4: I was I was at work, so I only got bits and pieces, but I missed the last half hour or so. so you're about the education.
1: Well, we literally closed the show out in the music with uh, "Hey, this is just another species species of feces."
0: Oh, <laughs> and just
1: <laughs> just another species of feces, man. That's all it is, and that's all we talk about with these bastards, isn't it? A miserable. A reality that we have to live in a Jew a Jew made world because that's what it is. This is a Jew made world.
4: Pretty much. Luckily, though, we know we know where the Exodus is.
1: Well, we're very fortunate wow, to know I'm that. I mean, that you know, <laughs> you people that have gotten whatever, however, you got cross paths and got this in your brain and all that stuff uh you you just don't realize how fortunate you are
4: Thank God. we are we
1: are i mean it it, it and, and, the, and where the rubber you, me- oh, let's that. go ahead uh, you're a little a little uh tinny what was your comment again robert
4: I'm sorry, we kind of we spoke the same path. You were blessed to go to that tax class uh, 28 years ago in Fulton County.
1: I was guided. That's where it all started. Yep, that's pretty much it. And um, I look back on those early days and the other things that I've learned subsequently about the experiences of John and Glenn and other people that have walked the path. It's a guided path. I I can't have any other conclusion really. And I don't know why. I just know I'm supposed to be here, and I continue to try and do what I feel like I should be doing.
4: That may be true. Many you call them Much Uh
1: I know. I, I missed y'all last week. I enjoyed the time off. Um, just kind of <laughs> you <I> puttered, <laughs> you know, just kind of puttered <laughs> around here. Uh, Oh, Somebody's that? phone, somebody get that phone. Um just kind putter, of puttered around here and you know, watered in the avocado trees and all that. Hello, Bob's with us. Bob's still at muted out there. Um Robert, so uh yeah. we're gonna I I think we're gonna beat Bama this year. So that's a little sideline between Robert and I. Uh we shall see. The future looks real bright. Um, um Hello. Um Um We could try the other head, the corn head. Oh there's Bob again. I mean
3: it's it's running. We we used it here a few months ago for a
1: couple hundred acres on Don Sellers. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna knock him off. Thank you, Bob. I'm gonna knock Bob off if I can get him. I think I can mute him out. There we go. I'll take him out of there. He'll understand. Um, it was something about the second motorhead or something, and I just couldn't see how it related to what we were talking about. Um, the reception got a little bit better, though, now that his uh, his phone's out of there. So, Robert, uh, you've been doing okay, buddy? We haven't heard from you too much in a while, and I thank you for being concerned last week, though.
4: Yeah, I want- when I Welcome turned on back. the uh, show and uh, thank you, thank you, I turned on the show and it was dead. Or I, I knew something was up or down, as the case maybe,
1: So that's yeah. uh, I was like, now do y'all just consider me a canary in the coal mine that you keep listening every day to know that something hadn't happened and you're not on the wrong track? <laughs> yeah, kinda,
4: kinda. <laughs> Roger, how did you get 10 megs into your building, but you can only get
1: 0.9 up? Well, there's a difference in ability to up and download speed, and I don't know. They've got technical technical limitations, and I had the cable guy out here to increase it to the 10 coming down. It's interesting because I live in a building that's had some people through it and whatnot, and they use one router. And when he came out, they checked the router back at headquarters, and there was 31 Uh different, uh, 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 what do you call them, platforms attached to the router. (laughs) So we changed the password. Well, that was in the past. That's when I first moved out here six months ago. And then we increased the download speed, but the guy said, I can't get any more than that up. And there's a difference it's like with satellite stuff you can get a much higher download speed than you can an upload speed but uh, it's just at this yeah. point i've got yeah, one other imagine. option i've got one other option or somebody that it, the some of the problem is my my language limitations you know i can't sit here and call the cable company and have a discussion with them about begging to see if they'll extend the fiber optics down here, because I don't speak the language well enough. Mm, so, you know. Well,
3: and here's you, a thought. Having some knowledge and experience on that sort of stuff, you could have somebody come out with a trencher, put the PVC pipe in there, make sure it's good and tight, the gray TVC, turn it up at both ends where you need it, and have the fiber pulled in yourself, and turn it over to them, uh, or maybe split the cost with them, is a possibility. Well, that you know uh, that
1: that takes negotiations. negotiation. the that's, language barrier, though. That's there's still negotiations, you know and uh, i yep. think i they've got regulations i think they got to put it on polls chris i don't know all of it i got one other option i've toyed with it and i just hadn't explored it as much as i should and it wouldn't give me any more download speed which is tens fine really but it may give us more upload speed because we'd be isolated on a mic on our own microwave Uh, deal as opposed to being on uh, a network so i i don't know man it's just it's just one like i said one problem after another you know one one challenge after another to be able to do this sometimes it's real good and they'll probably wait go ahead way
3: back before dish and direct tv and some of these other so-called cable systems the uh, initial company that made the foray or foray into the marketplace was Hughes net. Yeah. And of course that's Hughes corporation. And it's gotta be close to 20 years ago when I first tried them out and they advertised they could get you both. But when you signed up for them, they could only get you a download. You couldn't upload. <laughs> so it was a preposterous, uh, scam that they put on the people, and I bought one of their Hughes dishes, ended up having to throw the piece of crap away because it could only do one way, and then went with dish system. But uh, uh, Hughes is a big government contractor, much like uh, Sperry Univac, or IBM, IG Farben, or um, all these other different RICO's and uh, I mean, there's so many government contractors of these black holes sucking off the wealth of the country, it's hard to figure out where all the money goes by design.
1: Well, they, Hughes is still around. They serve as parts of Ecuador because yep. there's parts of Ecuador yep. that are real remote. Man. Um, so anyway, I don't mess with them. Jack tells me they're pretty undependable, just like you're kind of saying.
3: No doubt. Roger, uh, where are you? Are you
4: in the city proper, or are you five miles outside the limits? Where are you relative to the to
1: the um, the uh There is a little town that I, the area I live in is a town called Koya Key. C-O-L-L-I-Q-U-I, Koya Key. And uh, yeah. it's a, a little suburb. It's on the way out to the new airport, kind of. They built the new airport here a number of years, a few years back, and they put it from where it used to be, which was way up in T- Quito. I mean, the planes would have to land and take off in that valley up there. And they had some accidents where planes overshot the runway and wiped out uh, some buildings and stuff and killed people. And so they moved the airport out into the valley Ooh. down here a ways out. And... uh I'm towards that way. It doesn't bother me with the jet noise or anything. I can hear them when they land and they throw it into reverse occasionally. Um, But uh, so it's kind of out in the country. I got cows around me and uh, you know chickens that crow all night long. I swear they do, man. They crow all night long, and. uh and and all that you know dogs and but and there's a little bit of um you get get into the town the little town it's not much of a town just a couple where you know buildings get together and really and um you go down this street and it's paved for a little bit with these blocks i can't remember what they call them they got a name for them and uh there's little kind of octagonal little blocks and they put them together and they they make a real good street probably better than pavement you know and uh it goes down and then all of a sudden it hits a little bit of dirt and it's not much maybe not even a quarter of a mile but there's one part of it that is it is pretty uh pretty hairy you got to go pretty slow on it and um they're going to pave that eventually sometime with those bricks. We're kind of waiting for that to happen, but they've been waiting for it to happen for a number of years and it hadn't yet, but they have been messing with the sewer and some of that stuff and they've extended some of the lines. And But once you get here now, it's real nice and it's about a, <coughs> uh, about a quarter of an acre, I guess. And uh, uh, uh Mr. Mr. Mike, uh had been into some had had an investment payoff real nice for him and he put a pretty good bit of money into this place and um he'll never get what he's got in it out of it I don't think but it's a real nice place and uh lots of uh, flowers and I think there's like about 15 avocado trees um and oh, wow. uh, all kinds of hibiscus and mandarins and lemons and all this different vegetation, beautiful roses, uh, and uh, it's a real nice place. You know, I get out here, and I don't even leave except once a week on today, on Tuesdays. We go get, have mm. our little uh, ex, expat watch, lunch. Watch yeah. and Well, I go to the grocery store, and you know that I'm back out here for a week, and it's just so nice. And you got to go to a little effort to leave. you got to call a taxi or an Uber. And it's not doesn't take too long to get where I am, but it is a little bit in the country, and it's kind of nice. It's got its ups and downs. Mm. You know, life is yin and yang. There's nothing you can do yeah. that's either all good or all bad. It's always a mixture, and uh, a yeah. balance is what you look for, yep. I think. And uh, this is a nice spot to be. I kind of like my privacy and stuff, you know. I uh, I miss maybe – being closer to town where I could pop down to the market and pick something up if I needed to. But, uh, you know, I can work with it. It's nice out here. It's very affordable, too. So, uh, for me, that's a a here over the last bit of time, that's very important. Like like most people, you know, the reason we got this big financial thing that's going on, to the tune of $75 billion a day, $75 seventy five billion dollars a day is what they're putting in through the back door right now to keep the damn thing afloat. Do you know why that happened it's i haven't understood I haven't understood totally why they've been doing this until just uh just in the last twenty four hours and here's what happens: The way the system is structured, banks have a rate called the overnight rate. Have you ever heard of that Mhm Yes. Well, that is the bank. Yep. When banks go to other banks to borrow, let's say they've overlent their margins on their reserve requirements. We know it's a fractional reserve system, which means the bank can own one and lend out 10. So they've got a 10% reserve requirement. In other words, for all the loans that they've got out, they've got to have 10% of that in capital. On hand, and so if their reserves go under their required reserves, hold on, I'm going to cough here. Oh, excuse me. So if they don't don't mind that, yeah, truck, that don't don't mind that <laughs> truck passing, uh, they if they go below their reserves. Then they go over to be within the regulatory framework. They have to go borrow the money, and they borrow it on overnight from other banks, generally. Not from the Fed, but from other banks. And the rate, generally, if you're you're one synagogue buddy to another synagogue buddy, and you're going to loan him a little shtick overnight, you're not going gi- to give him too big of an interest because they're of the tribe, you know, that's in their book, all right? So the overnight rate had gotten as high as 10%. So the banks weren't loaning to each other. So the Federal Reserve had to come in with this repo thing where they go into the banks and they take their tier one securities or whatever, whatever the collateral is, and loan them the money and they pay it back and they give them the securities back. All right. But the reason they're having to do it is because the banks don't even trust each other imagine that <laughs> okay and so now okay so that's the reason let, let's let's break it down that's the reason that they're having to do it but the amount and the size that they're having to do is 75 billion a day That shows you the amount of the lack of liquidity in the system and the extent they're having to lube this thing seventy-five billion a day to keep it going. Wow.
0: Okay, that's, that's a chance. lot of
1: Greek kids. That's a lot of skids, bud. That's a lot of heavy, expensive grease. All right. But that's where we are, and that's why the panic is out there. And uh, it's just a matter of which days is uh, some shoe going to drop. Robert, is that Robert? Robert. Chris, that's you. Robert, are you
4: on location?
1: I'm not on location, (laughs) but somebody is. I think Chris is in transit. No, no, no. I was muted out. It's not me. Well, it was, okay, it was coming from one of you guys. Are, is everybody stationary, or is, are you guys moving? I'm outside.
2: This is traffic.
1: Well, Shane, it's coming from you. Okay. I'm you here. <laughs> Well, I don't know. There's some kind of interference in there. It sounds like traffic in the background, but whatever. So, uh, here is what's happening on this uh jp morgan thing a a month or two ago they went in and indicted a trader t-r-a-d-e-r and he rolled over and the results of his rollover are the three people that they indicted or charged last week one of the ones was named noland i think And he was the head of the Precious Metals Trading Desk. Also two of his traders. Over the weekend, the J.P. Morgan representative on the London Daily Gold Fix resigned. Now, I'm going to... If you're interested in knowing this, and I'm going to give you what I remember, but you can go over to the latest Max Kaiser. Probably MaxKaiser.com would be the best place to access it. And uh look at the one where he's talking about the JP Morgan charges. In the back half of that segment of the latest installment, he interviews Craig Craig Hempke, who's the metals guy, he has been on the scene for 10 years or so, that used to call himself Turd Ferguson. As I guess he's gotten to work with people like Eric Sprott and, <laughs> and that caliber of people now, he's dropped the Turd Ferguson moniker. And uh, just goes by Craig Hempke. But he goes over a really good explanation of this. And being as this is his specialty, he's been following it for a number of years, as has Max Kaiser. And they bring out some very important background. Chris, you're going to be shocked. When they were exposing it through the CTFC 10 years ago, and Andrew McGuire, the English trader, T-R-A-D-E-R, that exposed the shenanigans in front of the open committee when they snuck him in as a witness, and he had proof of the manipulation, and they turned it all into the CTFC, and the guy that closed the case two days after it was turned in was a guy named Meisner. I believe they said his name was. Meisner and then a couple of days later he resigned from the CTFC now in this latest round with the guy that is the head of the trading desk knowing I think noland is his name close to it guess who his lawyer is Guess who his defense lawyer is all these years later that's going to come to his defense? Meisner, the guy that shut the case down that was working on the regulatory committee years ago, eight years ago. So Meisner is J.P. Morgan and the synagogue's fix man to make sure that none of this stuff gets exposed and now he's come back in as it's being exposed and will be the defense witness of a guy that may be one of the key guys the guy that ran the precious metals desk oh what a tangled web we weave when we practice to deceive It's a trick. We always use it. They do always use it. And it's not a trick. It's fraud.
3: Nice quote, Roger.
1: Okay. So, uh, anyway, that's happening as this thing unraveled. And, again, as interesting as all of that is, and as indicting as it is to them, and as... Uh, reaffirming as it is to all of the community that's been fighting this manipulation that, I mean, the the potential monetary damages of this over an eight to ten year span that we know about from a standpoint of other civil lawsuits, class action suits, other dealers, other banks, other investment houses, I mean, the repercussions of this are huge, folks. Potentially. So again, the question, with all of that in scope, the question is, why now? See, this is this battle going on behind the scenes against the trump jew world order and the old jew world order and the factions that are involved in this and again why this on the metals manipulation why two or three months ago was jeffrey epstein suddenly arrested and all this happened after the russia gate thing was pretty well put to bed and exposed so do you see the timing Do do you see my inquiry here on the big picture isn't that an interesting question Yes. Why now? Why not now? Well, why not eight or ten years ago? Because the old faction was totally in control. Now you've got a new faction in there that's got some uh, access to the levers of power, and these things are changing direction. Now, listen, I'm, I'm very disappointed in a lot of things and in a lot of aspects of Mr. Donald J. Trump. Okay, I'm it it repulses me, but I kind of understand it. maybe that doesn't make it good. But there are some glimmers of things that are good. And to the fact that these deep state players like Epstein and like these guys on this very key front that are getting potentially. Well, Epstein got offed, but the repercussions still linger. But now this, this metals thing, especially at this time and the timing, and the other thing is, are they trying to get the market cleaned up on the path to a hard money standard? Now, isn't that an interesting question? Is that what we're trying to do is get this morass of of corruption and deception that's plagued these hard money markets for well nigh a 100 years are we trying to get some of that straightened out because of the move it's got to move to a hard money standard the dialectic the fiat money standard we're in with these guys in control is an unmitigated disaster we hadn't even started to see it unfold yet. It's an unmitigated disaster that's confronting the world here. Fortunately for us, we've been blessed. We, you know, we somehow stumbled into this. We've had a big curious. We we were truth seekers. We went out and knew something was wrong. We spent our own time, our own money, our own energy, our own efforts, did without and sacrificed to find answers to so that you could make sense of some of it, and then give yourself the ability, hopefully, to make some halfway decent decisions based on truth and real reality, not perceived reality. That's all Jew fiction. It's all Zionist satanic Jew fiction. It's Revelation two niner's and three niner's at work. So anyway, that was one thing I wanted to cover, uh, and I think that's worth monitoring, no doubt, because I'm interested in it. I'll continue to follow it, and you just you know, it gets to the point you can't follow everything. You have to be kind of selective in 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 what you do spend your time on, because your time is absolutely uh, uh, precious. It's the only thing that you can't get back is your time. So I guess Bitcoin has had a had a, a a little price tumble today. Let's check in on the markets here. Uh, Trump was speaking at the UN and uh, gold spiked and it's gone up a little bit. They tried to knock it down and it's continued to go up. Uh, 1530 is the latest I get on Kitco and we'll go over here to Greg uh, Marionero's bond chart and the they got the price of bonds up a bit, which means, of course, the yield is dropping. Um, and uh, let uh, let me see what Bitcoin's doing. Anybody got anything to add here? No. Yes, no. Well, I'll pop on Coin Market Cap and let's see what Bitcoin's doing. Uh, yeah, yeah, got knocked down to about ninety-five. Good buying opportunity. If you, anybody's got any cash, that's the problem. Nobody's got any cash. I would dare, at 9,500, I would dare say none of our folks are plugged into the repo rate stream, and I doubt that you're getting any of that 75000000000 billion they're pumping out every day. Do you think that would be a fair assumption?
3: It would. I'm getting high-grading <laughs> it like big
0: dogs.
1: Uh, we're not we're not quite big enough dogs to get up to that trough, but uh listen, just hang in there folks we're going to be vindicated, and all of the pain and the sacrifice, and in some instances, suffering that has gone on with people being patient is going to get rewarded um, so uh the rest of this year patience is a virtue i they can't hold this thing much longer we're about to get into October. October is always the witch month, and uh, November behind it, and all of these things starting to fall apart at the same time. Uh, just sit back. I mean, that's the that's the mindset of the day, isn't it? I mean, we yes. can. Yes, value loses. You can't do anything to change it. The only thing you can do is do things to change your own self and your own future and to try and get away as far away from, yes. that of, from what's coming to the epicenter of this whatever, of what's coming, as you possibly can. Yes. So anyway, I hope you've been able to do that to some extent, all of us to some degree. And uh, that's about all I know. Uh, I should give the numbers if anybody is out there listening to this bantering. You got anything to add? You got anything to bring on board of relevance? You got a question? We'd love to have somebody with a citizenship status question that would call us, uh, and we'd be more than happy, gentle, uh, and uh, uh, what was the what's the old phrase? I'll be gentle with you uh even if you're a total newbie and you can reach us at 404 404 448 1420 so put that out there don't want to hammer on that too much because it just gets old but go ahead all right good robert robert's coming to the foreground what's on your mind bro yeah let's back up a wee bit you were
4: talking to chris earlier we are as of the well, I guess we always were, but with the um affidavit in, in in vogue sent to the as you'd call him head knocker, also known as Secretary of State Washington, DC. We are US nationals.
1: That's so that's my what I've been able to hone it down to. And that's why they hid it, you know, and I think I've learned over the years and trained myself to think like they do okay so when you look at how they look at this how are we going to make sure these guys never find it is we're going to put it over there with these american samoans on the other side of the world that have got this very unique heritage and structure that totally coincides with these rights these natural god-given rights and we're going to isolate their status so much that they're going to be the only ones in the whole system that have it. And behind that, we're going to hide the other ones because they're the same things, God-given natural rights, as the American Samoans have. And then on top of that, they put a label on them and call them non-citizen nationals. Now, the reason they do that, I believe, is for the innocent person that's looking at it and maybe has a question. Most would never have a question. They just accept. But for the ones that do question, and they go, what is this national? And they've got in front of it the adjective non-citizen. And so their thinking is they've been conditioned to think they're citizens. And so they see that non-citizen, and they go, well, I don't know what it is, but I know it's a non-citizen because they say it is, and I know I'm a citizen, so I can't be that, and that means it's not worth looking into.
3: You know, Roger and Robert, I have come across some recent law knowledge, citation support. I don't have them for me right now. I'll try to bring them to the table later on this week. But, I can assure you that the word term "citizen is not a good word. It's we've all been deceived to false belief that we want to be good citizens, and I'm not convinced that the founders didn't know the true meaning of the derivation of where the word came from. Well, I think they did an the ancient state of well,
1: I think that they did, Chris, and they got around it by capitalizing it in the founding documents.
3: I think so too. and well, that that may be uh, the capitalization in the founding documents could have some significance. It may
1: well, it has not have to. had the no, no. burdens
3: it, are attached it to it later on. The, and I'm going to tell you,
1: it's not uh, may have. It's you know, not, the states it's not have may have. My, and I think I can prove to you that it's not may have had some significance because the only other words capitalized in that first paragraph are rights, duties, and God. Okay, those words in that document are all capitalized, and so is citizen that sets it apart and puts it into that realm to me, so that's why I say they differentiated it, but I don't disagree with you, but if you're you got to
3: you were really
1: good they got call you gotta label it something.
3: Well, I, I don't dispute. And, of course, when we go back to the ancient Rome concept, the city denizen, the serf, the slave of the city, the merchant, haunted by mercenaries, the merchants, um, it's a rather devious concept. Of course, that's Flavius Augustus Constantinus that did all that nonsense, Constantine the Great. Um, the elder and all these other guys, they were pretty astute in these word, art, trick and traps that they laid for all well, of us what, to fall into. I
1: what we're what we're dealing with is ancient, man. I mean we, we look at it contemporarily but the, the, the plan and they've been utilizing it, evidently developing it for a long time and you know, they one generation would come along. Let me give you an example. One generation would come along and they'd become very famous traders because the geography Uh, uh, advanced enough to where the riches of the Orient could be transferred to Europe. And the main center of that was northern Italy and Venice and Florence and those banking centers. And around about the 1500s, nobody else in Babylon had ever dreamed of double-entry bookkeeping. Nobody could take those concepts and apply it through those thousands of years of development. And all of a sudden in the 1500s, some guy that's oriented in that uh, accounting way uh, mindset comes up with a way to go into a business and do uh, the books and the accounting for the business with a double ledger with the debits and credits. And that was an absolute total revolution in those days. Okay. And then they figure out that by using the debits and credits and the commercial law and promissory notes, that they can get someone to sign a promissory note and come back and, and do this little trick on the books where they just take the note and put it on as a, as a, a liability and then sell it in the secondary market. <laughs> I you know I don't know where that noise is coming from. Hey, we got an incoming. What? Where is that coming from? Is that <laughs> Skype? Are you guys on the friggin' highway? What's? Where's it coming from?
3: The you airport, know.
1: Van Nuys. Okay. LA- so sorry, I'm I aside. So all of a sudden, we uh, find out that. We've discovered that we've got this system where we can totally always pump huge amounts of this money back into the system through this mechanism, and we never even knew it before we came up and stumbled onto this thing called double-entry bookkeeping and that changed everything because that gave them the way to totally open up the monetary system through this one trick on this one thing called double entry bookkeeping that nobody had ever figured out before. So it's on their whole deal goes for but thousands of years and is one improvement on the other with all this deception back in it. How you doing, Daryl? Good to hear from you, man. Well,
2: I'm uh, I'm uh I'm I'm glad to be heard and it's good to hear you guys uh you've been you guys have been chewing on this pretty hard this morning here i've been in and out a lot and and uh, so it's very uh, very thought provoking
1: daryl do you see yeah, this change ahead. do you see this change that I'm pointing to of why are all these important total shifts in policy happening now going after the deep state and could this one latest, the second effort, I'd consider the first prong to be Epstein. The second prong to be this DOJ thing with uh, J.P. Morgan. Is this trying to set the stage for an honest monetary system down the line? Or a more honest?
2: Well, if, if this, yeah, this this model, this also might be the uh, the leading, uh, the avant-garde edge of, uh, the cutting edge of, uh, this executive order that Trump signed about a year and a half ago, uh, almost two years now. Remember that on, uh, confiscating, uh, funds and assets of, uh, people involved in, uh, child tra- uh, human trafficking and, mm-hmm. uh, uh, that are the laundry list of items.
0: Yeah.
2: I don't know. Uh, uh, it's, it's sort of conjecture on my part, obviously. Uh,
1: well, on all of but, our parts, uh, but isn't it interesting speculation? Because it's a really big deviation here all of a sudden.
2: Yeah, well, uh, the nice thing about, I think, from our uh, perspective and the context of current events is that uh, uh, for several reasons, one, uh, the history that we're aware of um, by all alter- Means in different sources, uh, the the context of word meanings that are is a uh, vocation, avocation of almost everybody here, um, and and having the ability, having taken the time and effort to focus over a a, a relatively long period of time, staying focused uh, in a very unfocused and amnesiatic uh, society uh i, I provides us a uh, i think a a working base to which, which to ask questions that are uh and make observations which are germane relevant pertinent and uh, so uh, from that perspective yes i agree I've been kind of wordy about that but uh <clears throat> your, your conversation on words always provokes me. Um, as Robert says, it tingles his, tingles his brain and twitches his ears. And there's uh, a uh, really interesting quote by uh, Philip K. Dick, who is an author. He said, uh, the basic tool for manipulation of reality is the manipulation of words. Yep. If you can control the meaning of the words, you can control the people who must use the words. Yep. Uh, interesting choice where he said, must use the words. So you must use the words. Well, here again.
1: Uh, well, he's right. Uh, for the, this is he, where. He's right. For, is, for yep. their control, you must use those words. You know, yesterday, yep. Brent, yep. Brent. Well, this is up. where I
2: don't fight for it.
1: Yeah, Brent yeah. came up yesterday. We are talking about Brent quite a bit. Let me just deviate for a second. I wanted to add this. And he hadn't filed, I don't believe Brent's filed any paperwork or anything, but he did give us an admission that here about a month or so ago he was down by the border and he got stopped by a border patrol guy. And the border patrol asked him, are you a citizen of the United States? And he said, no, I'm a U.S. national. And he said, go on ahead. So he is out there at least using it and probing the concept. And I found that very encouraging. Sorry to deviate, but I thought it was worthwhile. Go ahead, Daryl.
2: No, no, no. Well, see, yeah, so he, he, di- he didn't use their word, which uh, uh, corroborates uh, <clears throat> the, the, uh, the premise upon which uh, much of our uh, perspectives are based upon. So uh, 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 this is where I don't find fair. Uh, I don't use their words, Okay. A- and and I I try to have enough knowledge, and comprehension, and context of the words to be able to ask them questions about the words that they want to use. So, <clears throat> uh, instead of being interrogated, uh... I I like to become the interrogator. <laughs> and 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 I I come to this naturally because uh... in my previous career, which uh, I I talk about too much. Uh, that was my job, was to interrogate people uh, when they came up for check rides and oral examinations, was to ask them questions. And, and these questions, these questioning and answering situations were jeopardy events, where the, uh, as the Inquisitor, uh, the, they had to answer the questions correctly okay, in order to go to re- retain their job or go to the next level of of uh, of recognition of um, authority. And so they had to pass. They had to pass by an inspection through an inquisitor. and And we had literally thousands of federal aviation regulations and company regulations. and you had to know how to specifically apply all the correct, uh, very obscure words and terms and definitions. So I, I I don't have a background in law, but I have a background in in word usage and very specific critical word usage. And uh, so I, I think there's a lot of people out here uh, that, in their background in their life, if they'll think about it and reflect on it, they they have similar experiences and expertise,s and proficiencies. That they can bring to bear, uh, and uh, so, uh, like, like here's I, I ran across this the other day. I, I wish I had thought it up uh, because it 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 tickles me so much. It's a dialectic, and uh, I hope you enjoy it. So uh, the the comment was we we live we live in a in a time where there are questions that can't be asked, and answers that can't be questioned. <laughs> I just so enjoyed it.
1: Oh boy, that's good. When I read that. All right, that is uh, very repeat, nice. Said, yeah. "Repeat yeah. that again, Daryl, please." Word. We live in a time.
2: Yeah. We live in a time. We live in a time where there are questions that cannot be asked. And answers that cannot be questioned.
1: Oh, that's very good. There's the dialectic. And All they're doing is playing with word dialectic. There's, the dialect there's, there's the dialectic.
2: There's 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 the yin and the yang
1: of. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes! Who wrote that? So, Who, pinned uh, that? Who pinned that? Who pinned that, Daryl?
2: Uh, I'd have to. I I have to. Uh, let me let me go see if I can find no, the no, uh, it's find that, the quote.
1: No, it's not that important. But I just thought you might know off the top of your head. Whoever did it. Well, did did a good job. Well, it's uh, it's like Tom, it's like Tom Schram came up with the one years ago, that that I remember coining. It It said to those who hate the truth, the truth is hate.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, Oh, yeah, that's 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 a t-shirt right there. I mean, uh, uh, I I really I really think that we could actually generate generate some some supported revenue by uh, bumper stickers and and T-shirts with some of these great uh, one-liners, or as Brent would call them, zingers. (laughs) Zingers. A zinger. Hey, Robert.
1: Yes? Who? Robert.
4: What's that uh, Alice in Wonderland quote you always like to say? What is
1: it? Well, there's several that are real poignant in there, but my favorite one is the discourse between Humpty Dumpty and Alice. And it really says it all. And, you know, yeah, the funniest yeah, yeah. thing is I I never read Alice in Wonderland to pull it out of that. Where I got it was off the front page of the textbook in paralegal school in our legal research Nolo. module from Nolo, NOLO Press right out there, uh, probably about a nine iron away from Shane. Okay and they put out yep. real, real good books yep. now for do-it-yourself legal stuff, divorces, bankruptcies, incorporation, et cetera. They're a top-notch organization. They've been there for a long time. Amazing it comes out of Berkeley, but it does. And it was in the front page right there, and it said Humpty Dumpty said in a rather scornful tone. I like the adjective. In a rather scornful tone, he said, When I use a word, it means exactly what I say it means, no more, no less. The question is, Alice asked, how can you make a word mean so many different things? The question is, scornful tone, Humpty dumpty replied, who is to be master? That's all. That's about as accurate as as I've ever heard uh, it put right there.
0: Yeah.
2: I, I've seen uh, uh, here in the last month. Uh, I got into a uh, a deep esoteric uh, study, uh, place of study on this very subject of Alice in Wonderland and uh, its esoteric implications. And uh, this is by the uh, the author, Mister Carroll, was highly influenced and a an initiate of the, uh, theosophy, the school of theosophy and the, uh, the secret schools and, uh, Madame Lobosky. And uh, so uh, this is this, this whole book, uh, you know, I mean, really, you know, when, when you take the, when you take Alice in Wonderland and through the looking glass and, and it was written from a uh and, and illustrated and sort of written from a I guess ostensibly a child's perspective, but it's more like an lSD trip It is and uh, uh yeah, and it it also uh ties in with the, the bizarre, which you know it's funny i've I've never seen anybody ever at any time uh, in any form or format over the years bring this guy out. But, uh, you know, I see a direct correlation between uh, Alice in Wonderland and the, the narratives of Alice in Wonderland and Salvador Dali. And um, I've actually been to his uh, his uh, studio or the Salvador Dali studio in Florida uh, many years ago and actually have... Uh, books of a lot of his paintings I was always intrigued by their bizarreness and the melting clocks and the disassociated bodies and stuff. I don't know why I was interested in that, but uh, this is all part of this esoteric and a uh, continuation. Uh, this Carol guy that writes Alice in Wonderland, well, he's, he's, a, he's in a, an initiate of the, the John Dee, and he's British, so a lot of this comes out of the British uh, uh, school of the, the secret schools, and uh, which is in, Kabbalah. It's it's the it's the Zionist Jewish influence of Kabbalah. Kabbalah, um,
1: Daryl. In, in my research, when I was researching the book, and uh, I went back and started looking at that connection real heavily. And I found this information, I believe, originally back on Wikipedia, interestingly enough. But if you go back and look at Lewis Carroll, and that, of course, is a pen name. That wasn't his real name. He had two daughters. And he lived very close to Mm. Oxford University. And he was very good friends with a guy that we don't mention his name. He's come up a couple of times. We don't talk about him. And he would be worth researching. If you want to spend a little time looking into something as to background. And his name was John Ruskin, R-U-S-K-I-N. And he was friends with Lewis yeah. Carroll. Yeah. And, and Ruskin would come over once a week to Lewis Carroll's house and teach his daughters water, water coloring, how to paint with watercolors. And um, Ruskin, of course, was the teacher that had all the influence mm-hmm. on. Roads, Cecil some roads. So there's the incestuous nature of it, and well, it came out of an institute <laughs> Lewis, of higher Lewis education. Carroll, yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, a little trivia about a little more true trivia about Lewis Carroll is that he lived within two blocks of the Rothschild Mansion. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there you go. There's. Yep. Uh, and 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 never forget uh, a name that I want to emblazon upon everybody's uh, profile cortex is a as a as a British guy called Lord Palmerston. He mm-hmm. was in this era, and I, I want I want to keep pushing this name out front. And uh, he was personally, if anybody can be labeled with the Irish genocide uh, and named, it's him. And uh, he was also the uh, prime minister of the British Empire uh, through the majority of the American Civil, uh, so-called Civil War. Okay, this is a very, very important uh, character in
1: this, uh, this history. So it was really, really the foundations of this were laid in the 1800s. Somebody's going to call in and join us. Oh, yeah. Somebody has taken me up on my invitation, yep. and their area code is nine four one. So, how you doing, nine four one? Are you new? Welcome.
0: Uh, no, I'm not very new. I'm kind of old. I've been listening to you for years.
1: Okay. Well, I've been new new to the but show, so you answered that. But we're glad to know you're in our age group.
0: Well, I called in probably, uh, I don't know, a few years ago when you were on uh, what you term ex-wife number two, I believe.
1: Uh, The micro effect. Uh,
0: No, no, the the one, it must have been the one before. uh,
1: Well, I originally Uh, originally started out on Republic for a while, and then we switched over to the micro effect for a while, and I financed them for a year or two, and then... uh, uh, that was it, it, Republic. Yeah, and I got, I, mean, I got it shoved up my butt over there, and I moved over to the wonderful folks at TFR and got where we got bounced because BitClub Network's a scam. What's your name, 941?
0: This is Jim up in Florida. I write, I've write. i been oh, doing yeah. research for you for several yeah,
1: yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, Jim sends me emails and stuff with nice stuff. you got a nice techno, technical I have,
0: background. I had question. And I wrote to you, uh, Chris and Daryl, and I asked the question. I got no answer, so I figured while you're on your conference call, yeah, I would call in and ask the question. Okay, and well, we're glad you you were, did. You're, you're dealing with the uh, topic today a, a little while ago of U.S. national. Yes, sir. Now you all sent in affidavits with your application for a passport and so you have your passport do any of you have endorsements It's on page twenty seven of the uh, newest passport
1: well I first of all for me, I haven't gotten one in a few years. mine's about ready to expire here next year year after so uh, I mean well, not be I, still the would have, I
0: think it's page. I think it's page twenty-four on the older passport, but there would be a, a page towards the end of the book where it has endorsements. My okay. right question is: Do any of you have endorsements? Uh, Chris, you just—you still there, Chris?
1: Chris, did you leave okay. us? You're still uh, with us, Chris. I don't know. He's he might be. Busy. I am still Where here. here? And
3: I'm looking as we speak, and the page twenty-four in the book that I've recently received from the Bureau of Consular Affairs, prodding of the L.A. office, uh, is for visas. Of course, okay, those go a little further
0: to page twenty-seven, please.
3: Okay, I'm going to go over there. There's, twenty-seven.
0: The page uh, after.
3: On the on the back on page 28, it says uh, every generation has the obligation to free men's minds for a look at new right. worlds. Look out from higher. There should
0: be a page where it says endorsements. It's towards I the end of the book. I do the
3: endorsement page here. I'm going to go back a little further while we're looking. Perhaps Daryl can check while we're doing it. Yeah, I
0: found on page 27. I'm <laughs> looking. Is that Shane? Yes, page 27. Do you, okay, do you have any endorsements?
3: Personally, no. You like, no. Like stamps?
0: No. Yeah, there would be a stamp on your, on your book. No. Okay. So you guys say, I want to read from... Uh, let me find it. I want to read from... Roger Sales affidavit, I was born in Florida State, of parents who were white, who were citizen-principles, and whose parents' time out of mind were and always had been white. And I skipped down to number nine. Come on, where's nine? Number nine, it says, uh, "And and by my birth, I am a free citizen of the aforesaid state. Of my birth and derivative and immediate thereof, I am also a citizen of the United States of America, as contemplated in the constitutional contract of 1787. Now, it's been said several times, because I listen to the program uh, almost every day, that the Secretary of State is the expert in citizenship
1: now that he's the ultimate arbiter of all matters concerning citizenship now that jim was written to me by the florida secretary of state when i inquired
0: i don't i don't disagree
1: yeah okay I i'm just i'm I just disagree. being let me
0: continue
1: okay and it goes back to by the way the 1835 supreme court case uh DRSA versus whatever. So go ahead though.
0: Okay, so nobody has any endorsement in their uh passport book book passport book. No. So if you go I sent you this pardon? No, you don't. So I sent you this yeah several years ago when I looked it up and it didn't dawn on me back then. Um, Let me see if I can find it. There's a code that Hmm. I'm looking for here. I just pulled it up. Got so much open on this computer that I...
1: See here, let me tell you what I think, Jim. I I don't think there's any kind of nomenclature on the passport that's gonna give anybody any kind of discernible difference. Now, where have you traveled recently? Well, I, and left I believe the country? there is. Have you? Well, just hold on. Let me finish, please. Have you left the country no, it's been recently? A long time. Okay. Well, you, then you don't know the procedure and and when you leave the country and you have to have your passport okay And they take it, and on that front page where the picture and the information is, there's a computer code down at the bottom of the page. And they take that book, and they flip it in this receptor that the uh, person at the counter's got, and it brings up your whole profile in the background on the screen. That's where the information is. It's not anywhere on the physical passport, with the exception that if you're an American Samoan in that page you're talking about on the book endorsements is where i believe they would stamp this person is not a citizen of the united states and it would be a negative not endorsement I, uh, okay
0: i agree if you look at definitions under uh eight u.s. Uh, see eight u.s.c 1408 nationals but not citizens of the united states at birth That's that's
1: American Samoans.
0: Exactly. You know, when I look at the definition of United States, it says the term United States, except as otherwise specifically herein provided, when used in a geographical sense, means the continental United States, Alaska, Hawaii, Puerto Rico, Guam, the Virgin Islands of the United States, and the Commonwealth of Northern Mariana, Mariana Islands. What I believe that's and then I found, okay, it says on Wikipedia, United States Passport. United States Passports are passports issued to citizens and nationals of the United States of America. Now, I think where you're chasing this uh, citizenship of uh, Samoa, American Samoa, I believe that they don't have citizenship because no one ever did a treaty to give them citizenship. No, it, it, when they did the treaties with the other places,
1: do you, have you studied? Because have you studied American Samoa very much?
0: No. Okay. I well read then, about that, it. That, but,
1: that, all right. Well, then I think that's where the what, what where it says it, here. Well, it, let me suggest something. Go back and put in. You're real good at search engines and stuff. Go back and put in American Samoa and the word plebiscite. Plebiscite. And this happened about 12 years ago, maybe. And the problem, the American Samoans can't get the goodies. That's the problem. And they want them because they have an exclusionary I, 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 I status. I
0: story in the news uh, a couple of years ago.
1: Well, it was it was a number of years ago, and they tried to get it all the way to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court turned down certiorari on it. They wouldn't accept the case, and it fell back. It was carried up through the district appeals court in the District of Columbia, and they ruled against them. Okay. Okay? And the reason for it, and the reason they so, set point. American Samoa off to the side to pull this off, I believe— is because of their natural history and herediment. In American Samoa, you own your land with no taxes and no titles. It's hereditary. It's passed down from generation to generation, and who holds the land is dictated to who holds the key seats in their legislature to make their laws. And you see, they can't accept the goodies and change their status to birthright citizenships or else they couldn't own the land because it turns them into property. And property can't own property. Now, keep in mind, American Samoa is the only territory in the entire U.S. system worldwide that's like this. It's the only exception. And they made it the exception because the the rights correlated to the original state's rights, and they could hide the U.S. national behind the non-citizen national. That's what I believe is going on here, Jim.
0: All right, well, give me a little more time. In your... Well, wait,
1: are you trying Dr. to David, say... What do you, actually, I, I don't know what you're trying to bring forth. All
0: right, are here's you, what I'm trying to get at. Okay, I good. believe your passport actually says... The information, but we're not we're not seeing it.
1: Well, that's right. It's because in that code on that on that it's, it's on that. it's on the code no, on the photo no. page.
0: If if you, but if you claim to be a U.S. national, you should have an endorsement in the no. back of your book no,
1: no, saying
0: no. that you're a U.S. national.
1: In the back of your, I
0: believe actually, what it is 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 that when you put his passport in and tell them that you are a Floridian, a native Floridian, that you are now just considered a national of the United States of America.
1: I believe that's true.
0: But not the national of the United States, because then they would put that little well, code 9 in your in the, your passport.
1: Book. The, the uh, national is a national of the United States of America the U.S. corporate no, uh, entity has to recognize it because they don't the have any authority of
0: Independence, Yeah. In the Declaration of Independence, when they, when they, put, when they started uh, their organization, they called it, it says in there, it's going to be called The United States of America with the T capitalized in the. It's not called United States. It's called The United States of America. And I think what they're doing on the passport, it says in there, even on mine, that it's uh, USA, not U.S.
1: Well, it's got both. It's got both. If you look in the no, background, says, yeah, no, if you look on the, on the photo page, if you look in the background, it says USA. But everything in the print relates. In the
0: nationality, it says USA.
1: In the background, on the back, backing in the back, it says USA, USA, USA. It's imprinted all over the background on mine. But yet it talks about United States. It's got both of them, and the verbiage said a passport is only issued to US citizens and nationals. It covers both areas.
0: Or nationals.
1: Correct. And that's the only statement in the whole document. But it says nationals
0: of the United States of America.
1: Okay. Same thing. Here, you know, listen, no, Jim, not, hold it, hold it. it all this over thing, all this over the passport doesn't mean jack shit. What makes a difference is what's on the paper that's in the possession well, of the secretary, and that goes back to the Supreme Court in 1835. That's why I don't try and concentrate on the passport. Now, I believe, did you get a passport but, card? But these, did you get a passport card? No. Okay. I think on the passport card is where you see the nomenclature that you're looking for. They don't put it in the passport. I believe it's on your profile, but they do put it on the passport card. So if you yeah. want to drop $35, don't put bucks, what? pardon me?
0: Don't I have up. one.
1: They don't put a series of code numbers that I could find. That's not embedded oh, in yeah. that code on the it, photo page anywhere in the passport, the passport booklet. From, from I state, have a card
0: from the State Department. But,
1: you know, see, all it this says, is a mute. It, nine, this is a mute
0: discussion
1: because the passport doesn't mean anything. It's an ex parte document. I agree. I have.
0: A passport card
3: in front of me.
1: Okay. What? Well, there's on one side, there's numbers in, in a sequence that they put on the passport card from people that have sent me pictures of one. Do you have those on, on, there, the on back your card? Side,
3: on the back side of the card is where it has the barcode and the sequence of numbers. Some of those have your date of birth in there in a reverse order and other. Uh, Sequential identifiers, I guess you'd have to call them. It also references the PASS system the a gold bar. It has a couple of other numbers on here. And I think that's where the critical delineators are posted and the barcode information that you're talking about. And uh, it is rather interesting
1: for sure. Okay, Chris, let me ask okay. you a question. Is From- there an 09 in your sequence there at the front?
3: Yes, there is on the front and the back. It says C two one three oh nine oh
1: three. I believe there's. Right I the believe middle. that's the nomenclature right there. Now, if you really want to get well, industrious, okay. Jim, and you really want to get the answers to this it, question, let
0: me let me read you something from the State Department before you go too much farther. Okay. It says that from the State Department on their webpage, the bearer is a United States national and not United States citizen. Placed in a passport, a passport book issued to a U.S. national who is not a citizen. U.S. national will be printed instead of USA on the front of the passport card. So, do you have U.S. national printed on the front of your card, Chris?
3: It does not have any delineation of. Um, it does say nationality USA uh, in the top center of the card just off the
0: okay here's what I'm trying to get at by by going and saying that you're a U.S. national you're still connected to the corporation doing business as government but being a U.S. Uh, let's see a you national know. of the United States of America that gets you back to when you're a state citizen a Floridian or a, a Nebraskan or in my case a Rhode Islander
1: Okay. Well I, listen So that's
0: back I, to the original I, jurisdiction.
1: However you want to use it.
0: Well, I, I don't
1: dispute it. I either. did read with clarity. I think what
0: you want to do is you want to consider yourself an American national, not a US national.
1: Well however I agree. You, if but, you feel comfortable and I think I've
0: provided enough enough these people they play their word games and I've been looking at this for a while. And it passed over me back a while ago, but they know what they're doing. They have all oh, these people that write. If you if you take their their information and you run it through a flesh, what's the? There's a uh, web page I can go to to get the uh, level of the writing It come out to level thirty two, thirty three, which is way over a doctorate degree. So I'm thinking if they knew if you were a U.S. national. They would put that in your book like it says they'll do. I think that's the wrong wrong place to go. And I think you're a national of the United States of America. That makes I, you a Floridian. And that's the original uh, original uh, status.
1: Hey, Jim.
3: I don't necessarily dispute what you're saying, Jim.
0: What oh, I but
3: myself is... As is an Oklahoma State non citizen, Oklahoma State American non citizen U.S. national.
1: I don't know that it really matters what you you call yourself as long as you don't call yourself a citizen of the United States or a resident. You're either free or you're bond, Jim. There ain't no lighter shades. Okay? And it doesn't matter what they color it. It do, well, fine. give me another status besides free or how, bond.
0: How long ago? How is there another? No, no, hold on. Change. No,
1: no, hold on. What other status is there besides free or bond? Can you be half free? Can you be half bond?
0: probably
1: not okay well then but i, I think don't that find may... any
0: status of bond or free well
1: that's because the are bond one the bond one is a citizen of the united states or resident and all the other ones are free i don't care yes, what you call they, it they I establish don't care.
0: a bond on your birth certificate A birthright
1: birthright citizen. You're considered to be a birthright citizen, and if that's the case, you're under the scope and purview of the 14th Amendment. It's that simple, and that's why I don't get into trying to overcomplicate it like we've been doing for the last 20, 25 minutes, is because all it does is confuses people, and it's really very simple. You're either free or you're bond. Which one are you? I don't know. They might call know. it ten different things over here, and I don't give a fat rat's ass. I care what they call the bond people, and I don't want to be one of them. Yes, I'm that. not. I'm not a voluntary servitude. I mean, that's really the crux of the matter: is what you're not, not what you are.
3: It would be useful to know what sites Jim is finding. His information. I know he said the travel state, gov, secretary of state site for one. Um, I oh, did I've find. Written, I've written several
0: emails to... emails to you, and I got no answers. Uh, Does the email I have work for you? Do you get emails uh, from me?
3: I I'm not sure what your emails come as, Jim. I apologize. Jim S.
0: I'll send you an email after I hang the phone up and you should be able to look at your newest emails and it should be there and I'll send it from a, um, a hot hotmail account
1: I think Jim okay. if you'll I'll look at this to, uh,
0: I will gladly look at that
1: I think if you'll quit and stop kind of mincing terms on what you are, because that's the problem with our whole community and the whole time I've been in it is everybody. No, no, I'm not saying what I
0: am. Well, no,
1: that's what you're trying uh, to do. Well, it's this or it's this or it's this. No, please listen to me. It's this or I'm this or this little word. They forgot the capital T on the front. Oh, well, all that, it doesn't matter. What it matters is what you're not. You see, this is the dialectics at play again, because the what you're not is the what we don't want to be. And it's yes, a very I, I small, and we know exactly what they call it. They call it a citizen of the United States or a resident because it's got to be under the 14th Amendment. And I don't care what you call me. Otherwise, I'm not one of those.
0: But I, all right. I believe U.S. National is associated with those other two.
1: Well, I don't. And Um, it's my experience that that it's not at all because they recognize it.
0: Sam dunk, Roger.
1: I mean, you know, I think we have a Who recognizes what? We bite on their bait every time, and you've been biting on it for 20 minutes. This little word and that little word and that little word. That's our whole problem is we go in and focus on the minors and don't go to the majors. They're either free or you're bond. I'm not bond, and I know what you call it. Whatever you want to label me over here is okay with me. I just don't want to be one of them. And now you see the
0: difference is is now you
1: can talk to people about it. What I
0: was trying to do, what I was trying to get the point across, is these people play word games.
1: We beat them at it. We beat them at it already. In the we beat them in at their it word games. We beat them
0: at it already. Called, all right. We they beat don't them don't at their you word games. What you call a U.S. national? Why then?
1: Then why haven't they come back and refuted any any affidavit that's ever been filed in nine years? That's the place they fight because it. Because the
0: affidavit not, says you're a citizen of the United States of America. And a state citizen, not a national citizen.
1: Well, it's the same thing. They've changed it. It's not what they Uh, call it. It's the concept. Jim, don't you get it? it It's not what they call it. It's the concept. Don't you get it? You've been listening to me for
0: years. You told us yourself. Okay. When Shane got his letter from that woman up there in Oregon, I think it was. Utah. Uh, Ogden,
1: uh, Ogden, uh, Ogden, Utah. Utah.
0: I looked up who she was, and I sent you an email saying that she was somebody who deals with citizens. I forget exactly what it was, but she did not deal with nationals of the United States of America, which tells me that she believed that he until now, was one of, her, was one of hers.
1: Well, yes, if she didn't think it's, that or they didn't make that kind of overt trying to uh, intimidate Shane assumption, they wouldn't have been able to assign a $5,000 frivolous filing penalty.
0: Yeah, so anyway, And the letter that I addressed, what I was trying
1: back, to say. I addressed back to them Pardon? was to get rid of that total presumption from top to bottom, which I think that
0: effectively yes. did. Well, yes, there's no answer from that, has there? None.
1: No. There never no. will be an answer from it. The same okay. reason Aladash well, never got an answer for the sixty-six questions.
0: Right, because they don't want to put the answers
1: out. They can't. It's all based on fraud.
0: Well, that was that was my two cents. I mean, Jim, instead trying, of a US national to be an American,
1: just it's not Thank what you. Jim. It's Thank not you. what you. No, Jim, hold on. Don't leave yet. It's not what you want to be. It's, it's what, what you're, you're no, not. No, right? It's what you're not. You see, this isn't a parsing of words game. This is a word where you can get people educated, where they can talk to other people about it. And you start getting into what you've been going over here earlier on, this section, that section, this little that. You're never going to get people over the line doing it, approaching it like that. You're either free yeah, or you're bond. There ain't no other statuses.
0: I had an interesting visit at the court. I went to uh, jury d- jury duty uh, a couple weeks back. Yeah, and they read this stuff out there and wants to know if your name if your name is presented properly. And I went to the woman and told her, "No, this is not my name." I, I went all the way to the manager of the department and never got an answer, because they play these word games. That's that, what uh, was it, capitalist to Minimus, or something like that. They they change your name into all capital letters. They own that name, and they use it. And if I answer to it, then they figure that I'm there to represent that name. So they play these games all the time, and I just didn't know the games before.
1: Yeah, well, I think they the capital me, letter... Just I for think- a
2: second, may I... Oh, I'm sorry. Before you get the whistler, I sent you an email: dot There's some other information in there. But people come in here rather than beating each other over the ears every day and exchange information, links and things, okay?
1: Yeah, I meant It'll to really promote that. I meant to promote it, Murr, and I've just – it, it oh,
0: slips no, in my okay. mind when I, I get Hey, on here. there's so much. I uh, kept getting
2: disconnected, which was very weird, and I know you said you had, too, trying to – anyway um, – And and this, with all capitals, yes. That's the corpse. Okay? Corporations are corpse, are dead bodies. Capitals, just like on the tombstone.
1: I think, now, the don't come out there and put all that patriot crap in here. It is a representation of your slave status in all capital letters from being a birthright citizen. That's what it is. You're not a corporation. You're a piece of property. A corporation is not a piece of property. You're a piece of property as a birthright citizen. You're not I'm, a corpse. I'm, You're a piece I'm of property. i don't comparing how they use the word corporation. It's really corpse. Don't, don't, corp. don't, because all that does is give people false information. <laughs> That's okay. the problem with our whole community is that kind of crap. Flur- I am got a B E R T H certificate. I'm a ship sailing on the land. That's all that crap. It gets people killed. Yep. It gets people killed. Do you understand? Yeah, a lot of things do, especially anything to do with
2: money and saying the word Jew.
1: Well, it gets people can killed and go out there second, spouting that false crap that's based on nothing but somebody's
0: idea. I can everybody in feel. for a second, please?
1: No, because it, we're in, in, in the show. It
0: some people, I must say. Thank I just you, want to off. say Bye-bye. thank you.
1: Okay, well, you're welcome. I just and wanted to
0: say thank you for taking my call.
1: You're welcome, Jim. I'll get you in the database here, and you can call in again. And I'll say, all
0: welcome, Jim. Right. Have a good afternoon, and enjoy your meal.
1: Yeah, we'll have a nice day today. I guess kind of cloudy in Ecuador today, a little sprinkly, but that's all right. I guess Paul will be with us tomorrow. I haven't heard anything different, so good-spirited discussion today. I thank for everybody's contributing and sticking around. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow and oh, kick, it, kick it all around again. So I'll see y'all then. Have a good day.
0: Thanks, Roger. Mother Earth
3: will here.